Welcome to the Barrow Media Podcast with Luca the Rock. Hi, hi everyone, and welcome to Meru Media. Uh, this is Mukunda Raghavan today, and I am actually joined by Go, uh, Madhuri Gopi Shankar, um, who is a Hindu LGBT activist and, you know, I would say scholar um, in, 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 in Tamil Nadu particularly, and he spends his time across India lecturing, talking about both LGBT rights LGBTQ rights, and maybe you could correct me on the full uh, acronym, uh, but um, the rights, their history and tradition. So um, uh, Gopi, if I can call you Gopi, uh, thank you and welcome to the program. How are you today? Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Mokund. And uh, um, I'm, I'm doing well uh, in, in the midst of uh, COVID-19 and uh, everything is fine here. So Tamil Nadu is doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. It's, uh, we're in a similar kind of lockdown, um, but probably not as intense as yours uh, because our cases are much more, uh, we have more cases than you guys right now in India. Okay. Um, so. Uh, uh, I was, I was, um, my US trip was cancelled because of uh, COVID-19 uh, and uh, I was about to be in um, uh, DC and then uh, uh, there was there were a few programs in uh, uh, New Jersey and uh, uh -huh. New York but then everything got cancelled because of this, uh, this, uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like global cancellations. Uh um, I had a few trips planned too, and they had to be canceled. So I'm sorry that you didn't make it out to the U.S., but hopefully you'll be coming soon. Yes, once after all this is uh, uh, all this gets better, so yeah. definitely. So, so Gopi, uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, your background and, and and kind of like your history and and how you came upon the journey that you're kind of doing now? Um, to tell about myself, I was uh, uh, born in Madurai and then um, I spent, um, uh, you know, primary time in uh, um, Ramakrishna Matan Mission in uh, Mailapur in Chennai and uh, I, I uh, kind of uh, uh, grew up there and um, so I was mentored by uh, a lot of uh, important monks who have uh, who are uh, serving our dharma in a very uh, you know uh, constructive manner they're mm -hmm. doing a lot of constructive work for our dharma. And sure. uh, I, I grew up uh, seeing them. Um, and of course, um, like the Mattis like uh, was started by Vivekananda, Swami Vivekananda. Sure. Uh, mission. And uh, uh, so we call um, Sharda Devi, uh, the Sangamata as the Holy Mother and Sri Ram Krishna as Guru Maharaj and uh, 
So um, uh, Matt, Matt takes care of more than uh, uh, 3 million children in India, provides them uh, um, a kind of subsidized and free education, and uh, uh, it takes care of their uh, well-being. And uh, yeah, uh, so they have um, institutes of higher learning, um, universities, colleges, uh, schools, um, a home for gifted children who are um, disowned by their parents. So, uh, so it might exist for more than 110 years now. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, though, I, I know quite a bit about Ramakrishna, but uh, we actually interviewed about, I'd say, six, seven months ago, Jeffrey Long, who used to be, uh, or who's still affiliated with Ramakrishna Mata, um, in, uh, in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, where he's a professor of religious studies. So, uh, and the Mata is, is pretty, it's pretty global. So it's, it's very hard to, it's hard to miss, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Mutt in US, uh, especially the one um, in um, uh, uh, LA, I mean, the, the California one, uh, the Vedanta Society of Hollywood have been right. a kind of uh, uh, shelter or an asylum for, from the beginning, a lot of people like uh, Christopher Sherwood or uh, a lot of uh, um, writers right. lived there. Um, right. they, they lived it. Uh, that, that was the time America didn't even allow women to vote. So yeah. uh, the Ramakrishna Matin Mission Center acted as their... Um, because these people left UK and they came to US and uh, they lived in uh, Tobacco Canyon, uh, the monastery right. there. And, uh, um, uh, also, the India's first uh, LGBTI organization, uh, Hamsafa Trust, was started by Ashok Ravkavi, mm -hmm. who was uh, um, in Ramakrishna Math earlier. Uh, he right. came out of Ramakrishna Math with the permission of the monks, and uh, he couldn't kind of continue his uh, training as a brahmachari. So, to become a, a monk, uh, they have at least 10 to 12 years of training uh, we need to undergo. If we are not uh, successful with that, then we cannot become monks. And uh, sure. we need to be within 28. Uh, they teach us uh, the Abrahamic uh, theologies, uh, the Abrahamic faith, and they teach us all darshanas uh, within our dharma. And sure. they teach us. Hellenistic uh, philosophies and uh, everything, but they, uh, uh, they, they, but everything through our dharma, they, right? They kind of uh, we have acharyas um, in Belurmat uh, in Kolkata, which is the headquarters. So I spent my primary time there, and uh, I was taking care. I was part of this editorial board of. Uh, um, Ramakrishna Vijayam, which is one of the oldest uh, and first Tamil spiritual magazine started in 1925. Uh -huh. it, uh, so, um, I was in the editorial board at the time. I 
uh, I was, I think, uh, 17. And now I'm 28. So 11 years. So when did you first go to the Ramakrishna Mata and start your journey with the, the Mata? Um, I started it when I was, uh, I think, uh, 12, like that. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, did this, if you don't mind me asking, since you are an activist within the LGBTQ community, uh, what, when did you start that process? Was it when you first started Ramakrishna Mata or a little bit after, or how did that, how did that come into play? When I was inside Matt, actually, because I did, I was not even aware of the term LGBTQIA or uh, anything, because, yeah. uh, um, uh, you know, uh, because uh, um, Matt is a very liberal space. We celebrate, we, we respect um, every religion, be in right. uh, Matt, insist on religious money, but at the same time, the mutt upholds the integrity of Sanatana and Dharma and uh, um, it is based on and it is for our Dharma. Okay. Any, any forms of indigenous traditions around the globe can be included in their Sanatana Dharma and that is Sanatana Dharma, um, ex except Abrahamic traditions, which is... Uh, so uh, uh, the answer for your question is that um, Matt is a very liberal space, mm -hmm. um, and um, like it, it was a it was a space which always advocated for celebrating uh, our true nature or uh, uh, celebrating um, my true self. So, um, in the process in which we had to kind of go through whatever you know we feel, whatever. We think about, um, we share it with the senior monks, they guide us, and it's a kind of brotherhood inside. And uh, um, so, when they kind of noticed few things, and um, when I was not kind of, uh, um, I felt a bit different about my sexual orientation mm -hmm. or uh, um, my gender identity and mm -hmm. uh, uh, they they kind of like they were completely okay with that and uh, they were um, uh, one of the senior monk uh, um, Swami Gautamanandaji Maharaj and, uh, my guru uh, Swami Gitanandji who was the former vice president uh, of Ramakrishna Martin Mission he is no more he attained Mahasamad so he, he insisted that my uh, sex identity or my sex characteristics or my gender identity or my sexual orientation these four mm -hmm. are different things but at the time i didn't know all this sure so, but he insisted my um sexual orientation or sex characteristics or gender identity is one important aspect of my life but it is not only aspect to look up to right so he said that that is that is important but it, that is not all about you you're than that um you're more you're more than all these identities and labels 
you know, <laughs> um, so uh, um, uh, during even morning Vedanta classes, uh, um, some uh, some senior monks even quoted me Adi Shankara say, uh, you know, uh, that um, I'm, um, so it was pure Advaita, like in some sense that I'm neither this nor that, and I, but still it is integral part of me, uh, I mean the body where the life resides. So this is the kind of approach I got. Okay. Uh, it was not kind of uh, an, um, uh, a kind of a neoliberal conservative feminist approach which kind of uh, abuse womenhood or motherhood because okay. um, the very kind of approach I saw with Sri Ramakrishna is that you don't need to be a woman to be a mother. Right. Um, being a mother has nothing to do with uh, women's or female anatomy. Uh -huh. uh, so anything can be a mother anyone can be a mother um sri ramakrishna was um, um the mother of uh, vivekananda uh, guru of vivekananda and uh, i mean um, in in our uh, puranas um, a lot of uh, trees are considered as mother even we consider bhumi prithvi as mother and uh, uh, the, the point is that mm, this uh, reflection of uh, the motherhood, uh, the nature is with every one of us. Um, but the very kind of duality or the binary notions of feminine and masculine, it, it itself is not true because there is nothing called masculine and feminine in our dharma. We never believed in the duality of uh, sin or uh, non-sin or sure. because for us the concept of life and non-life is different. Um, for us, autumn is also a living uh, particle like a cell um, because uh, cells are made up of autumns and uh, um, we consider both as uh, uh, equal because uh, um, uh, because Sri Ramakrishna gave life to the Pratimas by invoking the name of Mother. Um, the Mother Deity, that is Dakshineshwar Kali, spoke to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how, uh, whether it is Andal, uh, the Deity speaking to Andal or uh, after Andal, uh, recent days, we had Mira, mm -hmm. whether speaking to Mira or um, Akka Mahadevi, it is same, I believe. And uh, our dharma is vast and uh, it helped me to treat me with dignity, uh, okay. with uh, a lot of uh, um, uh, kind of... An, uh, a sense of uh, humility to um, a, a kind of an human human approach to understand more about myself and to see the connection between me and everything around me. Sure. So that's what that's what the mud helped me, or uh, um, my dharma helped me. 
so <laughs> yeah sorry. so so i mean if i can probe a little if you don't mind um when did you, i mean did did you were you born i mean i'm guessing you were born a certain biological um sex and then but you identified as a different one uh i i because i don't fully understand um you know your history that way so i'm kind of just asking to to understand um and how did how did that when did you first find out and and how did it affect you and did did you have tensions and and I, the matter was supportive but was the rest of society in india at the time the same um, um actually um um the point is that um um, like intersex, intersex mm -hmm. is uh, kind of sex characteristics. Because uh, before going to that, I want sure. to explain the difference between sex, gender, sexual orientation, and sex characteristics. Absolutely. So, um, you were Mukunji. You were assigned as male at birth. Yeah. You never decided to be assigned as male at birth. No. Like that, uh, few of us, I mean, uh, people like me, uh, some of us, we never decide to be identified or assigned as intersex at birth. Yeah. Right. Uh, before uh, 20 years, doctor never used the term intersex in medical records. Even now, they never use the term intersex in medical records. Um, how they assign the sex to the baby is based on the very kind of phenotype and genotype. Mm -hmm of the child, uh, the, yeah. the infant, sorry. So um, if they cannot assign the infant or kind of classify the infant or fit the infant within the binary sex notions of the society, that is male and female, mm -hmm. the baby is classified as the earlier, uh, earlier term was hermaphrodite. Which is quite but it is some people consider a lot of people, a good number of people from intersex community consider it as a derogatory term okay. or not a term with dignity. So uh, the notions around the term was not treated in a very dignified manner. Uh, so uh, they preferred using the term intersex. I, I just want to interrupt you for one point here, because it's interesting, because I think uh, this point, even the term hermaphrodite, right, it's from Greek, right, it's Hermes and Aphrodite joined together, much like Ardhana, uh, like Shiva and Shakti is Ardhanaishvara. So in the ancient world, it wasn't an issue, but I think in the modern world, probably a large part to do to Christianity and Islam has changed. Uh uh, yeah, but we need to understand that uh, hermaphrodites or these people are not hijras or jogapas yes. or nurses or transgender people. Yeah. Um, this is sex characteristics. No child uh, or no infant can be born yeah. a hijra or a trans person. Mm -hmm. So um, even within the ancient hijra community, um, we called them, they called them as Mabedi Husalis or Antarlingvashis. Uh -huh. um, so they had a, a kind of a unique identity for themselves, a distant identity for themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, the point is that uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I uh, even not Ardhanari Ishwara, but uh, the term we use for Ardhanari Ishwara is Nitrois. Nitrois is like having the reproductive system of, or the biological as well as the physiological features of both male and female. Mm. Uh, that is very rare in human beings, yeah. our Homo sapiens. Um, uh, so we call that condition as nitrois, when mm-hmm. uh, rarely, uh, but then intersex is not completely ambiguous, which okay. means that these children will have both mass male and female reproductive system. No, it is not like that. They may have a very kind of unclear, mm. for example, their phenotype may be um, male, but their genotype will be of female. Can you explain the two then? Like, so by the genes, I, I mean, I understand, like, I understand what you're saying, but I, I kind of want our listeners, a lot of them might not have the background to understand the genotype, phenotype yeah. uh, demarcation. So, uh, you know, like, for example, physically, the child may appear to look like uh, male, but uh, internally, uh, the anatomically, in, like, the chromosome of the child mm-hmm. may not be... Uh, X Y of the mean. It will mm. be X X, or it could be X X Y, or or some variation so, of that, right? Yeah, there are forty plus intersex variations. Mm. Not all intersex variations are visible during the birth. Right. Uh, only uh, two, uh, at, at least two to three intersex variations are visible during the birth. There are that is. Um, Male pseudohermaphroditism or female pseudohermaphroditism or true hermaphroditism. These are the three different, um, like the infant as male or female. So within a week or a month, um, the child undergo a medical procedure uh, without any medical protocol, standard medical protocol. This procedure is followed, which was started in America. Okay. Which itself starts from the very kind of uh, Abrahamic view of God created male and female or man and women in, uh, you know, uh, the God's image. Yeah. So they believe only the two sects are the true sex. The rest of the sex are not true sex. So uh, the science, especially the medical science, which need to uphold the scientific values, failed to uphold the scientific values by um, popularizing the normalizing surgeries like, uh, uh, for example, uh, this so-called normalizing surgery Mm. um, in which uh, the child will be cosmetically operated to look like a male or a female. It was Mm. exported throughout the world from 1970s, like every uh, country is around the US, including India. For, started following it. Now it is popular everywhere, and uh, this normalizing surgery is also known as sex selective surgeries or sex normalizing surgeries, or uh, you know, uh, so-called corrective surgery. Or uh, so, which are which, all those terms uh, are so so uh, patronizing and, and terrible, right? Like even the concept of normalizing, as if like uh, these children are abnormal or something wrong with them to be fixed. It's just terrible. 
yes and in ayurveda or in uh, any indigenous forms of medicine this was huh? not considered as uh, they never pathologized it is not a disorder deficiency or a disease okay. but then um, the anglo-saxonic or the very kind of uh, allopathic or the western medicine yeah um, uh, is considering it as it is it is pathologizing it as a disorder right right i, I mean if i can ask him we'll, we'll go forward i'm sorry to interrupt you but i i have questions while you're while you're you know explaining these things because i think it's important to kind of flesh it out so you you indicated in the 70s america had kind of exported the the normalizing um function of of this what was india doing before the 70s before this normalization uh surgery or corrective surgery whatever you want to call it came to india how would they how would they approach that particular issue or or, or that particular circumstance to be honest yeah before going to that i just okay. want to complete the difference between sure. sex gender and sexual orientation uh, sorry, so when sorry. the child is born a male female and intersex mm -hmm. so that intersex uh, now you might have understood or the uh, listeners must have understood what is intersex uh -huh. but not all intersex conditions are visible during the birth only at least two to three conditions are visible during the birth for which the ch uh, infants uh, are undergoing this uh, normalizing surgery or uh, sex selective surgeries mm. in India, especially places like Rajasthan, UP, Maharashtra, and uh, Madhya Pradesh, uh, to inherit the property, uh, places like Bihar, to inherit the properties. Um, the the uh, parents prefer when such infant is born. The parents prefer uh, the child to be operated as uh, you know a male. Uh, assigned as male, cosmetically assigned. So uh, when the baby grew up, the baby doesn't grow up as male or uh, uh, female. Like uh, we don't know what is the true nature of hmm. the prakriti of the uh, the the being. So um, so uh, before going to that, so this is sex identity. Like uh, you are assigned as male. That is your hmm. sex identity. But you raised as a man and you chose to live as a man that is mm. your gender identity okay. so male is different from man mm. sex identity is different from gender identity sex identity is something biological we can self-determine our gender identity mm. we can self-determine our sexual orientation that is whether i'm a heterosexual person or a homosexual person or a bisexual or asexual or there are more than 15 types of sexual orientations sure. or uh, so we can self-determine our gender identity and sexual orientation, but we cannot self-determine our sex characteristics. So when you say so, you could determine your your uh, gender identity or your gen, uh, sexual orientation, are you, are you saying you can choose it or are you saying that you can figure it we out? We can self-determine it. We can self-determine, we can declare it. That, okay, so. uh, yeah, see, I was assigned as male at birth, but uh, I chose to live as a man. Tomorrow, if I chose to live as a woman, I'm a trans woman. Mm -hmm. I may be a trans woman, but I'm not a female. But then, like, uh, I can have any sexual orientation. I can be a, a trans, um, you know, I can be a, 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 a kind of, a, a, you know, trans lesbian or a trans gay or a, 
any like any other transsexual women or a woman i chose to live with a male so the point is that um uh, the very kind of politics around self identity and self determination mm-hmm. um people need to conscious uh, need to be very conscious about understanding that a, an individual can self determine their gender identity mm-hmm. and uh, sexual orientation that is mukund ji can self determine your gender identity gender identity constitutes of biological physiological psychological sociological religious cultural sure. expandable list of uh, attributions coming together frame a uh, gender identity it's like yeah. a garment yeah we we whereas you you never decided or you cannot self determine uh, because even before you self determine you become you were conscious you were born or you came to this world as me yeah your mother cannot decide that you cannot decide that the nature decides that. Yep. Yeah. Totally. So, um, th- that is the dif- so the difference between sex identity is that male, female, and intersex is sex characteristics, and gender identity we have man, women, and transgender people. Uh, we uh, even before the term transgender, which originated from America mm. in late nineteen fifties, uh, we had. Uh, native indigenous terms for these gender diverse people mm. um so uh, even before the term transgender these people uh, were uh, known with different names in different names in india from because when i mean india mm. i mean the bharat of uh, um the uh, bharat of ashoka's grandfather chandra uh, tamauri yeah. yeah so he ruled from half of uh, the afghanistan to tibet to the down south to uh, some uh, even beyond uh, the borders of kashmir so um, i mean india was one at the time uh, mm. from the beginning bharat was interconnected with its darshanas its philosophies all the yeah. ways Uh, there may be diverse kingdoms but uh, uh, the shiva we worshiped in uh, um, uh, in chidambaram is the shiva we worshiped in nepal or in himalayas or in kashmir or in pakistan or in afghanistan or uh, in anywhere else around yeah uh, that we have the largest hindu temple in cambodia not in india yeah. so uh, uh, so uh, the po- coming back Mm, so we had diverse names for them that is um, whether it may be hijras or kwajisiras um, in um, pakistan or uh, um, uh, various bakshupashis are different in afghanistan in iran or uh, they are like uh, because people always associate uh, pedophiles or pedophilic terms or identities even enak is a derogatory term it, ref- it refers to castrated man man mm. uh, the very kind of etymological notions before 2500 years before buddha was born was completely different um uh, things change for every 10 years even 
every day. So um, we cannot notion, uh, you know, or the very kind of experience what we underwent now. Right. Under now. So um, um, Hijra's or Kinner's uh, or uh, Arvani's of South India or Bhagavati's of Kerala or Mangalamukhi's of Konkan region or Nopi Mandi's of Northeast or uh, uh, Northeastern India or uh, um, uh, Saki Beki's of uh, Bengal region. Uh, so uh, a culture and a philosophy and a social stratification and a language um, is originating on the basis of uh, gender identity, sex identity, and sexual orientation, and uh, um, you know, sex characteristics of an individual human being in India. Mm. Um, so the language they spoke in the northern belt is known as Hijra Farsi, mixture of um, uh, Sanskrit and Adivasi Bhashas along with uh, Urdu. Mm. Uh, and uh, the south, they speak Kauti Bhasha, which is mixture of again Sanskrit, Tamil, and Adivasi Bhashas. So that is indigenous languages. So um, they have gender-specific rituals and temples. Arvani uh, worship Arvan, the son yeah. of Arjuna, who got, to, uh, who got married to Krishna. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Um, and these are the folk traditions which are still alive in most of the villages in uh, south and north and northeast and northwest. Or so uh, this is this is what Bharat is. How beautiful it is! Like uh, even now, these rituals in the temples are uh, there. And even before the church recognizing a women, uh, we have gods and goddesses who are uh, you know gender variant. Who, yeah. who played a, a gender fluid role without any guilt because uh, for us pink is not for boys and blue, pink is not for girls and blue is not for boys and that right. was not our tradition at all but then the growing or evolving heteronormative binary uh, toxic uh, masculine notions within India is horrible because uh, 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 because um, like the Bible approach is Jesus is male or Halla in a very masculine notion through Quran. We cannot approach Shiva as male or uh, Vishnu as male. Um, whether it is Bhakti literature or um, the very kind of uh, literature which comes from non-Agamic and Agamic traditions. Whether it is Smritis or Shrutis, when they describe about uh, um, the very kind of uh, uh, the source, the life source, mm. where everything originates from, it is genderless. It is yeah. sexless. It is with form and without form. It has Nitya Kalyana Gunagana, like the Perumal we worship in uh, South. Yeah. And... Uh, Always, uh, because um, our Perumal, um, I'm I'm living in Madurai, mm -hmm. uh, very close to Srivilputur. Yeah. And Andal ha always have been my symbol 
for uh, you know the queer uh, identity the way she is marrying or kind Sabinata, of calling yeah. upon the source of universe to hold i mean the source of universe is holding her uh, legs and uh, uh, wearing uh, i mean these are the beautiful stories and like uh, these are not just stories a lived experience maybe it it may have a deeper uh, uh, darshanas to look into uh, darshanas means philosophy but i cannot equate the word philosophy with darshanas yeah. uh, so that's why i am using the word darshanas so coming back a lot of queer people when i mean queer people the larger lgbtqia community we consider uh, in ancient days that of oh, krishna or even before krishna rama uh, krishna is our first husband yeah or uh, so um, i mean the notion like this the very kind of relationship like this um i, I don't know um how many traditions still protects it or have a space for such thoughts and emotions well i mean they, I, i i mean just to interject i think you're totally totally on point here because if you look at any of the bhakti literature even jayadeva ashtapadis right you have jayadeva putting himself in the in the shoes of yeah. padmavati making love to krishna in in, yeah. in 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 a very sensual way even though he is a man and male writing as a lover of krishna you know it's it, it's a very beautiful way of describing the relationship between you know bhagavad bhagavati brahman and the individual atma whatever but i think like the even bigger part is you know half the time you know even in the gita krishna will say something like i am the mother the father the grandfather of the universe basically indicating the gender to him he's all genders he is not no gender and and you can't just speak about any 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 deva devi in a very binary dualistic way because first of all our entire tradition is not binary we're at least three you know we have you know even in the sanskrit language there's mas- uh, masculine gender uh, for the for the words and feminine gender and there's neuter and neuter doesn't actually mean neutral it means something between masculine and feminine that encompasses both and it does not encompass both yes absolutely i mean um they were uh, for us uh, the atma gnana the very kind of uh, the soul wisdom or uh, the very kind of wisdom which uplift us from um uplift us uh, to do something more constructive to right. understand everything around us um a person who possesses that or who is trying to kind of um uh, invoke that very kind of atmagnana within them that was more important than the identity of that person yeah we never bothered about the expandable list of identities around a particular person whether uh, Uh, a person who was born to a fisher women compiling vedas or uh, um, a, a cowherd boy turned to be uh, the supreme god or uh, um, you know uh, all the kshatriyas who evolved as yeah. uh, rama or uh, i mean um, 
the very kind of notions around jati varna and uh, uh, caste itself was quite absurd because it's uh, there was a kind of discrimination but then it was it is completely unfair to kind of talk everything with a kind of uh, misunderstanding i am not a brahmin basically and uh, i i don't believe in the very kind of identity of brahmin is a birth identity yeah uh, no, i come I from a very kind of multi um uh, multi caste identity or like uh, not a singular caste or like uh, yeah so the point here i'm raising this particular issue is that uh, um we never gave importance to the sex identity or gender identity or the uh, caste identity of a person we were much uh, kind of appreciating the atmagnana the person i mean the wisdom the person possessed and uh, that was more important to us than anything else from the beginning uh that's what my gurus insisted to me and none of my gurus are from uh the different they all are from different communities the reason is that uh, the developing notions in uh, europe and america and academia about uh, uh the casteism or different identities and equating that with uh, racism Uh, and dividing the community is day by day growing in india also but yeah. um, if getting into the notions of it uh, the to answer your earlier question that is how intersex people were treated before this normalizing surgeries were yeah. invented that um when i mean india as a country uh, where we worship mother goddess and all that but the very kind of heteronormative structure uh, the binary notions and the very kind of misunderstanding hmm. and also the very kind of economic values attached with the uh, women or female body hmm. female infant side was prevalent here yeah uh, we cannot deny that and it has nothing to do with our dharma yeah it has a lot to deal with the very kind of victorian values for this past 300 years or even before that the very kind of system uh, which was imposed on us a systematic murder of indigenous values which we followed so uh, to to the point if i need to say that like female infanticide we had something called we have some called intersex infanticide hmm i didn't know this why was this is happening before um 800 years like starting from aurangzeb or even before aurangzeb um when such infants were born earlier we see them holding higher positions a better positions in society we don't want to go before 2500 years before buddha born sure uh, but let we take 1950 then hmm. mao was destroying the whole tibet and vandalizing and wiping tibet from the map world map um when alan turing was uh, compelled to commit suicide in uh, london 
Mm. Uh, sorry, in UK. Mm. Um, uh, there was this person called uh, Michael Lawrence Dillon fleed to Bharat because of persecution. Okay. That, uh, because the British called it as grocery decency. Hmm. That is, um, you know, unnatural sex. Any means of anal or oral sex is considered to be unnatural. That's why a male penetrating a female face to face uh, is known as um, uh, a missionary position. Uh, missionary is uprooted, so it is known as missionary position. <laughs> so, um, which itself is like, you know, how you should have sex and like what type of position you should use, what kind of stupidity it is. Sure. And uh, the point here is that um, Michael Lawrence Dillian fleed from uh, Michael Lawrence Dillian is the modern world or the contemporary world's first modern transmit who underwent fallophasty. Michael Lawrence Dillian was assigned as female at birth. Okay. And who is a medical doctor. Uh, when she was a woman, um, she felt that she didn't want to live as a woman or she uh, felt more like a man. Hmm. So she wanted to transition as a man. And then she transitioned as a trans man, a trans man by uh, taking hormones and like. Sure. Fallophasty is a procedure in which you will remove your uh, uterus and then like uh, replace the kind of fl flesh from your thighs or somewhere from your body and uh, artificial penis like structure, a phallic structure will be growing within uh, and then um, like, uh, like um, of course we have the example of Shikandi. Sure, yeah, we do. Yeah. So, so the point is that uh, Michael Lawrence, like Dillon, uh, came to India, uh, and then uh, he was more attracted to Tibet. Okay. That's why I was going to Mao. Mao was wiping off Tibet. Dalai Lama came to India, and uh, like they were persecuted. Millions of Tibetans were killed, and like. Uh, um, Michael Lawrence Dillon was more attracted to, uh, driven to the uh, Vajrayana philosophy. Buddhism. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, Vajrayana traditions, which has a lot to do with our Hindu tantric traditions, or mm -hmm. it is a subgroup of our uh, tantric traditions, mingled with yeah. the Vajrayana tradition of Buddhism. So um, the point is that uh, um, she was accepted as a monk. Buddhist monk and uh, Michael Lawrence Dillon is the first white person or West, first Westerner or an European or an, uh, uh, you know somewhere from the West to be ordained as a monk and also a trans man, first trans man to be ordained as a Buddhist monk as a uh, as a Vajrayana, I mean Tibetan Buddhist monk. Right, right. Uh, so they, they they gave a name called Lopsan Jivaka for Michael Lawrence Dillon. Uh, Lopsan Jivaka uh, admired India, admired Bharat and the different types of philosophies. And uh, I mean, um, the reason I shared this with you is that this is our inclusive tradition. No, this is our inclusive nation. When someone was persecuted, they fleed from the so-called uh, progressive UK to, yeah. you know, 
India and living here and ordained as a monk, even now a Catholic church cannot ordain a woman as a pope or, yeah. uh, or a transgender person as a monk or inside their monastic order, diverse monastic order. Um, we cannot compare, we cannot even use the name religion to our dharma. That's why we call it as dharma. That's because right. um, um, maybe probably if they invented the word, it is more derogatory because uh, it was completely against our traditions. They called my ancestors as, as satans or ancestors worship as satans. Worshipping God as mother is not okay for them. Mm. And worship nature is not okay for them. When we mean worship, we worship it as God, we don't have the concept of saint, God, because our rishis, when we mean potentially, uh, or uh, when we mean a particular rishi, for example, Vyasa himself, Vyasa may be a rishi. At a particular point of time, Vyasa himself is Vishnu. Yeah. Or themselves is a Vishnu. So we don't have the difference that I mean, like, uh, their theological perspectives are different. So coming back to the issue that how intersex people were treated, they were not ostracized. They were not um, stigmatized. Uh, they were integral part of society, being part of uh, uh, every sphere of the society. We need to also uh, take the very kind of population of Bharat in mind, because before 1940 or 35, the population of Bharat was less than 35 uh, crores. What yeah. is 35 crore in uh, a billion or billion? It's about 30, uh, 350 million, right? Yeah, 30, around 30, uh, around... Uh, yeah, um, 350 around, million people. Uh, pardon, pardon? 350 million people. Yeah, 330 million people. But uh, that was, you know, uh, during our grand grandparents' time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then now if we see, we have more than 100 uh, you know that is 1.4 billion people yeah, that is yeah. like uh, more more 800 million people and uh, more new caste came only after 1950 or more really? new identities generated only after that so the population was very less in 1935 when we get, go back uh, like during Vijayanagara empire or even yeah. before 800 years the population was even more less yeah and when we go back, they were pa integral part of every space, which means, uh, um, I mean, even now, when we calculate the population of intersex people, according to the UNHRC office, uh, the United Nations Human Rights Council's High Commissioner's yeah. office, is 1.8%. 1. To 1.6 8. to 1.8%. person. 1.6 to 1.8%. Right. Um, wow, that's, that's a lot of people, though. A, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, which means in India alone, it will be more than 20 million people, which is two crores. Yeah. 200, 20 million. Yeah, 20 million. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, 20 million is huge. And like, but, but the uh, point is that um, Malta's population is uh, less than that. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, right. And Madurai is bigger than Singapore. Right. And uh, whether Chennai, maybe we can say Chennai is bigger than Singapore. Yeah. 
Sure. So the point is that uh, people, in a very stupid manner, comparing the notions of left and right and all this in India is horrible. I mean, uh, America is not even, the contemporary America is not even 600 years old. Whereas Madurai is more than 3,000 plus years old historical city. Right, it was right. a, so the point here is that from um, the early civilized period, I don't calculate uh, historicity based on uh, a Julian or Gregorian calendars or right. based on before Christ or Anno Domini. Mm. I calculate the calendar based on Buddha's birth. We have more evidence because after Buddha died within 600 to 700 years, the story of Christ is originated. Sure, sure. Uh, we don't have that much evidence of Christ, I believe. But then later, after 700 years, comes uh, the story of Muhammad. Uh, but the point is that even before Buddha, we had Jain philosophy, yeah. beautiful philosophy. So from the very beginning of the Jain tradition or Jain philosophy or the early Vedic times, mm -hmm. um, these people were integral part of the society. Yeah. Not enough research has been done. We have some Comic-Con uh, um, uh, so-called self-proclaimed mythologists who are not even historians who, who cannot even read Sanskrit. Oh, you mean the Putnaik? I don't want to name people. Yeah, you don't want to. I'll name them. I don't care. So, uh, so we have people like Geeti Dadhani, who's the India's first openly lesbian woman. Yeah. Who, who knows Sanskrit and yeah. who's the Shakta follower. Huh. And we have Ruth Vanita. Yeah, um, I know Ruth. I've writing. heard of Ruth. Yeah, she ha they, have, they are academics. Yeah. They have done a lot of work on this subject. Yeah. Why don't we popularize them and their subjects? And this person has plagiarized all this, all their work. Yeah. And kind of selling comic on like comic, uh, like books and turning our uh, legends as myth. And like what? I don't even go with the etymology of myth. Yeah. Because it's, it's a myth. Uh, the point here is that. When you come to uh, Meenakshi Temple, when you mm. go to the Thousand Pillar Hall here, mm. the very first deity or the Pratima or the, I don't, call, I don't want to call it as idol mm. because idol is something lifeless. When we say Vigraha or Pratima, it yeah. is with more life yeah. because we can invoke life in it. Yeah, Pranapadishta, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the first Pratima you see is Arjuna's. Arjuna with moustache, beard, with beautiful jewels, with mm. breast. Yeah. With, with moustache, looking like a uh, with beard, long beard, um, um, and then with breast. Yeah. So uh, the, the point is that uh, um, uh, this this was uh, this was erected during the Vijayanagara Empire. Yeah. Um, or the hall is even more older than that, uh, not more than millennium years old. But even then, how progressive they were, I mean, like the art system, the art forms, yeah. how progressive it was. I, I, mean, mean, like, uh, I, mean, this I mean, in the Mahabharata, right, itself, you have Brahmananda, who's Arjuna, who 
uh, is for changes genders for a year. You have Shikandin. You also, you also have Ila, who is, you know, uh, the son of, uh, of, of, of Buddha. Yeah. But, but it is artists visualizing and yeah. the very kind of aesthetic sense within the, because it is all, all about the artists and the artisans there because it is it definitely not a slave will make like that no carve no. like so it is with so much love and emotions like Michelangelo's David you will see this you know as a this is the symbol of gender queer identity this is the symbol of the very kind of non-binary movement which is evolving in the Euro for America, mm. they should consider it as their symbol, indigenous symbol. Uh, because, uh, um, but, but you know, our own community here who are half-baked idiots who don't know <laughs> Sanskrit who, who, and, and also uh, who don't know any of their own mother tongue, whether it be Tamil or uh, Telugu or Kannada sure. or they cannot either speak or write their own mother tongue or they, they go with all this uh, so-called progressive Hellenistic values and uh, um, abuse these native indigenous traditions. It is, it is more visible within our uh, LGBTI community. So that's why we use the term SOGI SE, not LGBTI in international platforms recent days. What do you use? So, SOGI, S-O-G-I-E-S-C. What does that stand for? S-O means sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. G-I-E means gender identity expression. Mm. SOGI. SC means sex characteristics. Okay. S O G I E S C. So, SOGI, as we call. So, you even have an independent SOGI expert to advise Antonio Guterres or to take care of the issues of or the policies around the LGBTI community who is known as now so GSE identity because the term lesbian, gay, bisexual uh, or the transgender, these are the very kind of American notions and the American words, which yeah. is not accommodating many indigenous identities around the globe or homogenizing the indigenous identities around the globe. Which is, which you know, I mean, just uh, this is a, a point I want to drive. It's, it's very interesting to me because I do see quite a bit of LGBTQ activists in America and India who are very anti-Hindu will say things like it's a it is a hegemony, a patriarchy, it's it's male chauvinist, it's a, you know caste oriented, um, and, and and most of these people, to be honest, have have never sat down and read read anyone, but maybe the R. Baker's annihilation of caste, and that's pretty much about it, and and they kind of really don't understand the intricacies of 3,000 years of, of social dynamics within India where you have so many different communities interplaying with each other over time. Yeah, and, and gender-specific sacred spaces yeah. and the temples where we go and worship pattern gods and goddess like Bahuchara Mata from Bahuruch, Bahuruch village in Gujarat yeah. where Devi, you know, uh, sits on the rooster it's, it's not that whether a woman can sit on rooster is a question. The point here is that uh, symbolifying Devi or the Prakriti, the mother nature, um, uh, with like that. 
and a story around that. And yeah. patronizing, she's saying that you're my child. You're my child. You may be different. Your nature is different. Your may, nature may be different, but yeah. um, but that is integral part of nature. In in um, uh, so there are uh, several conversations between uh, uh, Devi and uh, her disciples in a lot of uh, folk traditions, yeah. in which. They will, Devi will be reinstating. I don't go with the term Devi, so that's why we call her as Ma or Mother. Okay. Uh, because Devi comes with a very kind of counter word, Deva. So uh, we, we are beyond the duality or, uh, I mean, uh, the binary notions. So um, uh, uh, she'll be reinstating again and again that, uh, look, uh, you're my child, whatever you are, and yeah. uh, you are integral part of me. You came from me, and like, uh, um, and uh, uh, I'm like you, and like uh, Devi is like, especially uh, mother, uh, Om, I'm Kleem, Chandikaye, Namavi, say yeah. the root syllable, Kleeba. The word Kleebi in Sanskrit means uh, the notion of that word is intersectional or mm -hmm. intersecting or. Exactly. Uh, a kind of uh, in between in between yes so uh, we we intersex people are always known as kleba so cleavers yeah. yeah and even if you see the word om i'm clean chandikaye nama clean derives from kleba yeah. the root syllable of it and uh, um, i'm not a sanskrit scholar but i have discussed it with various sanskrit scholars who run curriculums in karnataka they even said the same they said that oh, we never explore these in these notion because i that that acharya from uh, gurukul i forgot the gurukul's name in in karnataka in bengaluru near bengaluru hmm. outskirts of bengaluru <laughs> Uh, this this uh, very old uh, Acharya, uh, he was telling me that, uh, oh, because I live as a male, I approach Devi as male. Probably you are blessed. Uh, you approach Devi as uh, in between, and she herself stands in between. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and uh, he was telling me that, uh, you know, our Devi, uh, our Ma, uh, our mother stands on the throat of Shiva. Uh, because uh, she herself is Shiva and yeah. uh, there is nothing called Shiva there and uh, she is everything. So that's why we call her as Shodashi or yeah. uh, um, uh, Rajeshwari in other name. Or, uh, so, uh, uh, because uh, for us, the very kind of empowering image about the so-called uh, pseudo-feminism, um, which never achieved is that uh, mother standing on Shiva. Mm. No one can deny it. We may have different philosophies or darshanas like Dvaita, Dvaita or uh, um, Vishishta, Dvaita or uh, uh, Kautiya Vaishnava or Veera Shaiva or Adishaiva or even within the Shanmata. Yeah. There may be different schools and thoughts. Some yeah. are agamic, some are not agamic. For example, Ayappa is, uh, was never part of the agamic traditions. It was taken into, Ayappa was taken into the agamic notions later mm -hmm. because it is important to take an into agamic notions because it's yeah. like an elementary or a newborn and a child, you know, playing with its own uh, um, 
you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, the toilet, it goes and like it sits on its own uh, uh, urine and all that. Uh, yeah. The child doesn't know what is good or what is bad. So it's like... Uh, when when certain traditions and notions develop it may it, people may sacrifice to the goddess like kanchi kamakshi hmm. or but but when in certain acharyas when 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 our mother teaches acharyas are like mother right so yeah. when they when they kind of Tell us that, oh, you because we don't question them why we need to learn A, B, C, D, or I, E, or everything. Yeah. Uh, they, we simply learn it so that we speak that language or we use that words. Yeah. Um, uh, so the point is that, uh, like mother, they teach us the habits. They teach us, so they elevate us. Like they, they send us to elementary kindergarten, elementary school, and to high school, and to college and university. So uh, these agamic traditions and binding Ayapa tradition to the very kind of uh, uh, notions uh, listed in Vedas, hmm. it's a higher level. And I, I mean, like only few acharyas must have uh, done that with the with the very kind of uh, guidance from. Uh, um, uh, the very kind of Brahman or the very kind of uh, the Pratima or the God they believe in. Sure. Uh, so the point is that like like that, we also had our own you know, agamic and non-agamic traditions, which yeah. cannot be just because few North Indian people or Northeast Indian people doesn't know these tradition doesn't mean or your kind of in more than 2000 plus years old even before buddha was born these existed sure. whether arvan tradition of uh, uh, the tamil nadu mm. or whether uh, the bahuchara mata tradition or the sakibeki tradition which borrows a lot of bhakti uh, bhava uh, from the kaudiya kaudiya vaishnava um, I mean, uh, what kind of, even for our Perumal, we do Matra Sevai, which That's means right. uh, Perumal comes in the form of Andal, or yeah. uh, Thai we call it, which means uh, Lakshmi. Um, he looks more uh, handsome or beautiful or whatever. He looks more better when he comes in as mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, that was the kind of approach so this is what I learned from so I had a very kind of vulnerable child okay. um, I was initially assigned as a um, female at birth because of the parents or the, the, the doctors couldn't kind of go through all this test because before 20 years you know like 28 years it was like uh, the system was not that developed in sure. uh, India yeah. Uh, so, uh, but uh, the, what was developed was that uh, what everyone was know that the surgery, most mm. of the doctor, it is it was even popular in Madurai or anywhere else. Mm. But my grandmother, uh, uh, kind of like not okay with operating or like uh, you know kind of uh, um, making me to undergo select uh, normalizing surgeries and all that. But then uh, within after a week, uh, again the notion was that. Uh, uh, they found that uh, I have this uh, kind of a phallic structure, so which is like uh, not a male, uh, so not a female, but a male. But then, like, so I was I was raised up as a 
male and then like uh, i feel more androgynous and when they, when i grew up uh, to understand my own body i struggled a lot mm. uh, to understand the very kind of uh, variations within my uh, within the very kind of life that is here or whatever whatever wherever it is the life the, my my body to understand this body i i struggled a lot i mean like yeah. uh, the mud helped me in sure. uh, uh, to understand myself in a very mm. better manner so uh, there were uh, we found that uh, we don't have any groups for people like us who are dharmic and uh, who are from non metropolitan cities most of the lgbti movements are from big cities right and uh, not even much history is documented about all of these people so why don't we start one in madurai so we kind of i from devi bhagwat especially you know srishti stuti vinashanam shakti gudesh natani kunashre namaye narayani namaste so from that we took srishti and we created srishti madurai in the place of meenakshi madurai so so it's like srishti uh, is creation uh, right say? creation madurai yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so creation from madurai which is like where meenakshi resides yeah so even nowadays some tamil nationalists are saying that meenakshi has nothing to do with parvati but this stupid this stupid stu just doesn't even kind of uh, read our own texts no. and they believe that all the alvars and ayanmars uh, came from australia and china you know they wrote everything <laughs> in uh, spanish not in tamil so <laughs> before say. <laughs> Before 100 years the Tamil we wrote was different the stupid karnanidhi changed all the letter alphabets were changed by the stupid dravidian movement and yeah. we live in very insensitive uh, uh, place where uh, a lot of sensitive people also there but their voice is silenced yeah because we have uh, people like uh, mc raja who is the first dalit mla along with uh, swami sagajananda in madras presidency uh-huh. uh Uh, who said that the superstition the concept of uh, the very kind of untouchability uh, need to go from certain hindu practices but we are not against hindu dharma or hindu dharma need to be upheld the very kind of the practices uh, is not discriminatory but the very kind of views uh, practiced by uh, the human beings are discriminatory he mm. differentiated it mm. so but not many people are, are comfortable with him he, he is senior to ambedkar yeah he created the term uh, adi dravida or adi telanga or scst came from him the term mm. scheduled caste scheduled tribes and like so he remained as hindu till his death and uh, um he was even kind of uh, uh, part of the management of few temples i mean like uh, when he was part of the management how they will not allow you inside the temple and he himself belongs to the dalit community yeah so those who are known as uh, dalits in tamil nadu are not dalits in karnataka or those who are known as dalits in karnataka are not known as dalits in kashmir or so the notions of this dalit politics along with this gender politics all are targeting our beautiful indigenous traditions Sure. and it is kind of empowering the very kind of toxic masculine um, a very kind of patriarchal uh, system which wants mary to kneel in front of jesus or which yeah. uh, want halla uh, uh, to kind of uh, seen in a very masculine form in which uh, 
you know, uh, uh, like I don't want to go further about it. But no, then, I totally understand. I mean, but India, I mean, for me, because I lived there too for a few years, a few, uh, like three years ago. I, I find India to be somewhat contradictory in this way, right? Like we talk about mother goddesses and Devi and Amba, but at the same time, there's so much violence against women. There's so much, um, you know, uh, degradation of women within the community itself. We have we have these lofty ideals that we rarely ever live up to, and and, and, and large a lot of our texts are. Like you know, if you go, because I've studied the Dharma Shastras and the uh, the various sutras, yeah. they're all over the map, right? Some of them are very liberal, like you know, like Apastamba is pretty liberal when it comes to a lot of things, but you have Yamyavaka or Manu who are much more conservative. So you have so much tradition. But, but Manu himself is not from the so-called uh, Brahmin. No, he's Shatriya, right? He's Shatriya, Shatriya yeah. basically, and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we just have this uh, entire corpus of, of texts and, yeah. and, and different traditions that it's so difficult to point down and say, this is what we are, right? We have so much liberality and so much spirituality. Uh, absolutely. But we also have a lot of contradictions that we, you know, it's a mix of... And a lot of superstition because sure. of... Uh, when certain exclusive nature need to be protected, they create a very kind of system which is highly discriminatory. All, right. Order always comes with exclusion and 100%. a kind of certain. So, but then, um, because diversity is completely opposite to equality. Yeah. If there is equality, there will be no diversity. Then, then uh, the concept uh, like I should not. Uh, so the. the but then going again to the notions of I'm, I don't believe in the duality of right or left. And that too in India, that is not true at all. Right. And I want you to have darshan of my mother. Um, oh. So, That's a, it's beautiful. Uh, so. Uh, Vivekananda, and then you have, yeah. Yeah. Mata and... Uh, Ramakrishna, there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, and yes, this is our this is my my small shrine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's uh I I, see, I just find it so interesting because you know in the in historically I, I feel like so much of the the community that you're talking about the intersects and the everyone that's yeah. in between and. and and people that are not typical but are part of nature are inherently just as Hindu and connected as everyone else have been treated relatively well on the Indian subcontinent compared to the rest of the rest of the world. And but we've seen, you know, especially since the British time, a lot a lot more kind of degradation. Uh, it starts with uh, it starts with Muslim invasion of yeah. uh, India itself, uh, yeah. because. Uh, um, even before British, uh, we have uh, Portuguese yeah. uh, invasion. The Goa Inquisition is the most horrible thing ever happened to India. That is the way they control the Konkan region and some parts of South. Uh, uh, because, um, um, you know, uh, they kind of burned indigenous gender variant communities on stake. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they were not comfortable. They call them as witches. So whatever happened, same with Vatican. They kind of uh, 
they're not different from Vatican. They are mouthpiece of Vatican in another way at the time, and they were controlling the entire Portuguese kingdom. Like the uh, the the so-called their spiritual power and the ruling power was kind of controlled and uh, kind of uh, bottlenecked with each other and like yeah. growing like that from the beginning. Uh, even before them, Fatwai Alamgiri passed by uh, Aurangzeb, which included uh, uh, analog oral sex, especially people of same-sex identity. You know, to be more specific, to male. Uh, and uh, women who are indulging in adultery or so-called the so-called adultery or whatever they will be stoned to death or like according to the hardest hundred lashes is the very kind of many punishment in the public place humiliating them and lashing them so there are records and there are much documentation need to be done uh, yeah. what Srishti is work doing now is that to run an organization, we need three things, I believe, that is uh, knowledge resources, who creates the knowledge and narrators, who controls it, and who owns it matters a lot. For um, always uh, the very kind of uh, European and American centric uh, uh, namesake Indians in body, but uh, more, uh, you know, horrible Victorian uh, uh, filthy mind they have, uh, which is completely against all, any indigenous notions around the globe, but okay with Islam or Christianity. Um, these are the very kind of academic narratives which is coming on these indigenous uh, uh, gender variant communities. So, to own the knowledge resources, uh, to run an organization, knowledge resources, yeah. um, the work from the human. Uh, as human resources, the knowledge uh -huh. or the contribution or the work, the service from the human, like service resources from the human, sure. human resources, and the, the financial resources. Sure. So um, most of these uh, uh, people who are talking against India or Hindu Dharma are uh, uh, vastly funded by people like George Soros or his organizations or uh, a lot of American movements and European movements, but those who talk about reality, those who are rooted to you know the grassroots activism, who work with people with larger communities, and who try to document the indigenous traditions and the diverse notions here, uh, their work is not supported at all. I'm doing this uh, seva as part of the dharma because yeah. um, I I firmly believe that. We are the bottom line of the triangle. Okay. If we get disturbed, one of the fastest growing religion among the LGBTI community in Europe is Islam. One of the uh, they have gay imams, lesbian imams, and like uh, gay inclusive mosques. And what kind of comedy it is, I don't know. And um, uh, and we have queer Muslim project in uh, Delhi, which. Uh, if they are talking about Muslims, that is fine. If they're talking about Islam and if they preach Islam, that is fine. But what they do instead is like Hindu bashing. Mm. What they do instead is like dividing the community and the country, licking the feet of those very kind of Islamic radical uh, terrorist organizations and their sympathizers working along with them, going line in line with them. Uh, and going against the very kind of integrity of the land and the values uh, of this land, which is not okay. Um, 
so um, there are a lot of organizations even within india they uh, this protestant church has appointed uh, a trans women as a pastor this trans women pastor is converting a lot of uh, cis men and women to christianity right and why we are not bothered about all this why like why are we not looking at those temples which are meant for uh, you may be an ayangar or a smarta brahmin or you may be uh, an any 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 practicing hindu but um, the temples which belongs to these larger communities are also part of uh, uh, hindu tradition 100% how come yeah. you can deny that how, it is it is your duty to protect the temple of arwan temple it is it is duty of every single hindu to protect the temple of bahuchra mata yeah. where every year uh, thousands and thousands around uh, half a million uh, gender diverse communities congregate during uh, the april 3rd week or uh, in different months in different parts of india so Uh, to protect the gender-specific sacred spaces, to protect the gender-specific sacred narratives, mm. to protect their traditions, to document it—that was one of our primary goals. And one of our primary goals is to kind of uh, uh, to be a policy think tank to advise the government of uh, India to make decisions and to give them the very kind of policy which would not dispute the. Uh, uh you know dharmic integrity mm. of the community or their uh, specific uh, nature um so, so if i may so, ask how many people do you have working at shristi madure now we have uh, i'm i'm oh uh, you're on mute you have to take your mute off okay there you go sir uh, amma yeah uh, the very person is uh, uh shri shrima that is uh, sharad devi is always with me and uh, kali yeah. or sodeshi uh, or bhairavi or whatever we call her she is with us um she is the patron of shrithi we will i firmly believe and uh, whatever is happening around us she is the nature around us she is 100%. the universe yeah and apart from her i am there and we have an uh, um as prashant singh who is who is very important volunteer whom we got very recently and uh, there's another girl called avantika and megna so there are like around the three people and apart from that we use volunteers to cr- crowd control or something when we organize meetings but we don't have people enough people to work on the intellectual sphere because it's very uh, now only we are forming a group you know abhijit ayer mitra me and there is another guy called uh, ankit bhutani who is maybe you must also talk to him because he run a group called hindu alliance in bombay um oh. in um um yeah when i when i when i say mumbai i remember mumbai devi you know so <laughs> or uh, dilika ma yeah. so so uh, how beautiful the cities were named after the devis uh, yeah. even kanyak or uh, uh, kamakya or uh, 
Tripura Sundari or Tripura. Like, I mean, that's the beauty of this land. I mean, right. the whole um, land. To tell a, a small story about this <laughs> land, uh, I want to uh, say one thing that uh, um, each and every single uh, symbol or the totems we use, for example, are uh, the the Ashoka Stupa, the Sarnath Stupa, um, which we use it. Um, it's from that time. Um, and uh, there is this person called Ananda Kumara Swami and Sister yeah. Nivedita wrote a lot about our dharma, right? Yeah. And uh, um, uh, born as a Christian woman and like and being an atheist and uh, coming to Sanatana Dharma and uh, uh, Swami Vivekananda kind of uh, giving her brahmacharya, naming her Bhagini Nivedita, uh, she kind of uh, told us the importance about uh, Tatishi Maharishi. Uh, the Vajrayuta, the symbol which she uh, took and placed it in the saffron, which mm. represents the Paisthyaga. It was the first ever uh, national flag of India, uh, which she designed. Yeah. And uh, she inspired Abhindranath Tagore, a lot of people, and read verses from the Vedas and everywhere to narrate how uh, Mahabharati should look. Yeah. And uh, um, later, uh, because without her, uh, we would have not got whatever Vivekananda spoke or wrote in anything. Uh, Vivekananda is such a man that uh, he, he was very fast and like he came quickly, went quickly. Uh, yeah. But then uh, the point is that she inspired one of the army generals' wife, Savitri Kaloka, I, I forgot her full name, but her name starts with Savitri, but she was born, at, she's a Swiss white woman, I mean like a, an European Savitri woman. Savitri Devi, yeah. Uh, Savitri, um, not Savitri Devi, but Savitri Kaloka, I mean, I forgot her full name. Okay. Uh, but her name starts with Savitri. So she kind of went, she, she, she was a lot inspired, she was much inspired by... Uh, uh, Nivedita and uh, she adopted that uh, uh, Vajrayuta which represents selflessness. Hmm. Uh, if selfless you are God and uh, you are the supreme and uh, so that's the darshana behind uh, the logo and uh, she kind of placed it in uh, Paramvir Chakra. Hmm. She designed the logo of Paramvir Chakra. I did not know that. I, wow. I mean, um, uh, even uh, the underneath of this Ashoka, the Sarna Stupa, uh, we see Satyameva Jete, which is hmm. from Brihadarit. Yeah. Tomorrow, people cannot come and say, you know, India is not, this is a secular, so-called secular country, you remove all this. Yeah. Well, people will say that, definitely will say that tomorrow. Because they are not going back to their roots or knowing their roots. This is not the false nationalism, what I'm talking about. Uh, this land has some kind of indigenous uh, traditions and philosophies and notions and uh, kind of, uh, um, when we try to understand it with a kind of humility, uh, the very kind of light and uh, uh, the happiness or the very kind of bliss we see in it, 
it's huge and vast and uh, uh, the point is that so we always try to uphold this light or the notions which are dharma is kind of holding it through uh, mother's blessings yeah so uh, one of our important work is that uh, supporting santi sandarajan in sports only women need to undergo sex verification test um, santi was a dalit women athlete uh, in 2006 during congress regime congress failed her kalmadi and lalit banot banned her from participating in sports because it's a Doha, soft zone right yeah yeah she she was kept nude for more than uh, uh, seven hours nude in front of 11 male doctors during That's congress regime these are the people who talk about rohit pemola and politicize the death of rohit pemola and we took up her case in 2014 the same thing happened to todi chand the athlete called todi chand and the assam's present assam's chief minister sana sarbananda sonowal at the time he was the sports minister he sponsored the case of todi chand in court of arbitration for sports in lusan in switzerland and um, the case was won because of us because of the modi government because of the indian government um rio olympics became the first olympics which took place without any sex verification test in which castor samania won a gold medal wow yeah. castor samania same thing happened to her in 2010 they said she is not a woman she cannot participate under women's category but something happened they allowed her to participate again in 2012 at london olympics she won um silver medal and she is a good friend of shanti and mine i have spoke to her a few times and like over phone and uh, but then um the point is that uh, um the point is that we it is not just about shanti we worked on various several cases like this hmm. um, uh, we 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 are trying to kind of uh, document few important uh, issues by publishing a book on uh, uh, you know all this uh, native indigenous traditions and values and their practices which i am talking about yeah um and uh, we need more resources for that we need a lot of support that's why i thought of coming to us because i was uh, awarded a, a kind of an uh, uh this there is this us based organization called hrc human rights campaign yeah, which yeah. Uh, uh named uh, um a global uh, because of the recent uh, work we done the so called progressive california cannot pass a bill to protect uh, uh, the integrity of the rights of the intersex infants and children whereas a uh, uh, place of in tamil nadu where some people here uh, struggle to get good drinking water mm. <laughs> and good sanitation uh, to access good um, so a place like here in uh, tamil nadu because of the work from srishti madurai tamil nadu government became the first government in the world to have a legal regime to protect the rights of intersex children we It's are amazing. the second the world after malta to have a executive order passed by the tamil nadu government tamil nadu is with more than 77 million people the population is more than netherlands population yeah where is the netherlands government the current ministry um, some of them 
like uh, the foreign like there was the organization called COC uh, in which we also have an Indian uh, they supported us uh, like they gave us like two thousand dollars to organize the meeting and like they supported us uh, uh, by giving uh, you know uh, five thousand more uh, dollars to kind of organize a very important meeting mm. um, so apart from that um, whatever comes to us mother sends it and uh, um, um, most importantly uh, disability rights or child rights or HIV activism or LGBT rights are always so patronized by the so-called uh, the communists who killed more than uh, you know uh, 13 crore people uh, mm. in this past uh, century uh, but then uh, um, that is highly dangerous that is not okay that will derube all indigenous traditions and notions so that's why we want to own the narrator because uh, um, uh, uh, as you know the world largest visible LGBTI uh, population lives in India yeah it's, a, it's an evolving challenge to kind of uh, frame some policy uh, which is not going against the integrity of our dharma how have you how has the community responded to your uh, initiatives and Shishti Madhuri? A lot of people respect our work. They they respect our work. There is there are fringe groups uh, which are highly radical left, and uh, they are the one who want to separate Kashmir from India. You must have seen that very recently. I was uh, because of my tweet. One tweet. Uh, uh, these people. Uh, kind of removed my name and the posters which announced my talk in Delhi in the India's first job, uh, LGBTI job fair. Mm, uh, uh, so that is their tolerance. That is their, uh, you know, that's why they are advocating for freedom of speech only in the way you should speak like them. If you speak like them, they will allow you. Yeah. If you are kind of siding with their political thoughts, they will side with you. They love to talk about Palestine and Kashmir, but they don't want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, Tibet or uh, Tamil genocide or Uyghur Muslims or how China is controlling every single part of the world and influencing yeah. everything because they are funding them. Whether it is Pereo Madhya's uh, uh, funded uh, scroll or uh, any uh, Soros funded or any liberal uh, thoughts or ideology, uh, people funding a lot of Indian media who are hyper anti-Semitic and uh, who are against the integrity of uh, India or the indigenous traditions around the globe who lick the feet of Vatican or who are okay with the churches in the name of atheism. They promote the very kind of anti-Hinduism. They promote the very kind of uh, uh, irrational uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Islamic fundamentalism, and uh, uh, that is not okay. That is not fine. And uh, I have a lot of friends. Uh, uh, in Srishti, we have a lot of uh, uh, Muslim volunteers. We have Christian volunteers. We have Parsi volunteers. Um, uh, but then, like, uh, they all go with the integrity of India. They all go with. Uh, they all accept the Constitution of India. <laughs> But we also have problem uh, growing in recent days because uh, these people who are dividing the community, they are uh, uh, coming from very rich background. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And, 
and uh, you see that uh, people like godrej and a lot of people support them and uh, you know they work uh, as freelancers they study in uh, harvard oxford or cambridge or columbia or uh, lsc i mean uh, um they get all this chevening and uh, rod because they write against india writing about india writing the problem within india writing about the problem in india writing uh, about it in a very constructive manner as an indian as a responsible indian is different from acting like an agent to foreign countries to work with the vested interest to divide this country i will not allow this yeah. in my last i will not allow this uh, i am the, i am the one monster they worry about <laughs> so it's like you know uh, i am the one kali which will stand on their foot forever yeah. yeah so which is like i'm not okay with any of this so i i don't need anyone support i don't need hindus or the horrible lazy creatures who don't understand the threat, threats which are coming to them and uh, no hindu supported me ever except arvind and nilakandan or uh, uh, except uh, uh, people like arvind and nilakandan and few people um, um, ramkrishna math is not i'm not part of ramkrishna math and whatever i do ha- uh, it has nothing to do with ramkrishna math or mission sure. i understand independent organization i am independent yeah so people should, so um, uh, people think that i'm an rss agent i haven't even went to ashaka so far um <laughs> uh, uh, what kind of stupidity are they they believe that i am funded by bjp i wish bjp is funding us and bjp is listening to us the stupid people will never listen to us but what to do uh, i i trust in my prime minister whatever the person is that person is my prime minister and uh, he's representing the people of uh, our bharat and uh, the values which we carry and he's more constructive than any other prime minister india had and uh, we cannot compare him with trump i hate trump i mean i don't yeah. like trump i hate anyone but i don't go with whatever trump speaks because yeah. america occupied land india is not an occupied land america belongs to the indigenous people whereas india belongs to this indigenous people yeah but america doesn't have indigenous people anymore most of them are gone indigenous people are more crypto christians and like they are christianized indigenous people who are against the native values in their land i believe yeah. a lot of people are turning back to their actual indigenous tradition which are more shamanic values sure. or shamans or uh, the native uh, uh, shamans or mayans uh, whom the church demonized yeah uh, they are their ancestors let them look up to them not uh, you know uh, because uh, i don't see anyway uh, now i have my us visa so i can enter us anytime <laughs> i wish the immigration being that so that like they not you mind <laughs> i don't think that i don't um, the fiance i think to, uh, so, to, to, to to deny yeah you're fine your your free speech is well well protected yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, that's why i consider china and america both are like uh, problematic and uh, china is like a uh, 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 kind of uh, fire uh, uh, china whenever china is a kind of uh, uh, china spit uh, not venom but fire because yeah. we cannot survive it there is 
at least uh, uh, America spit venom, uh, which will not kind of fire all of us. Yeah, so yeah. China is more dangerous than uh, US, so uh, highly problematic. Like we Indianize uh, America, we should Indianize China too, or else. Oh. Or we should Taiwanize. Uh, we should uh, uh, Taiwanize uh, uh, China in a very non-American way because Taiwan itself is coming under the influence. Of course, it itself. At least Taiwan have more number of uh, actual Chinese uh, philosophers or the sure. Chinese West because we are not against Chinese wisdom. We, yeah. we, we, the Chinese wisdom, we respect it, but we are we are completely against the China and their policies and their stupidity, which yeah. is kind of uh, costing us a lot. Which is called Kashmir, which is costing us every single thing. And, right. So, uh, uh, anyway, has yeah. has has the Hindu community in India started to get more involved with you and and bring you to the forefront or? or uh, uh, support the movement towards, you know, more, more integration or not integration, but uh, yeah. more, I guess, talking about, uh, the, uh, you know, the LGBTQ community and Hinduism and, and how to bring them back into the fold in a more meaningful way. They are not okay with the term LGBT, many of them, but uh, they are okay with uh, whatever indigenous terms sure, we fine. have. And yeah. they, nowadays, you know, a Hindu parent can just refuse, not uh, kill their child just because they are gay or lesbian or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, we don't have the persecution mindset of many. At least they run out of their home, they live freely. Uh, Tamil Nadu court recently also organized the marriage between uh, a cis male and trans, a trans person and intersex person can marry a man uh, under Hindu marriage law. Uh, we great. are also in high courts, uh, higher courts for... Uh, interpreting the constitution because we have we have a highly inclusive constitution but our laws are not uh, inclusive so mm -hmm. we are trying to make our laws more inclusive and uh, our laws are you know because uh, many people need to know that uh, in america that uh, the ch temples and churches the, ch the churches and the mosques are not uh, taxed in india yeah. uh, church largest educational institution in India in which the government have no say over what kind of syllabus or curriculum they should train. That's true. They teach all everything against Hindu tradition. I studied in a Christian school where they said uh, uh, my ancestors worshipped Saturn. My ancestor worshipped a piece of rock. Meenakshi is nothing but a Saturn. So these are the very kind of thoughts uh, they they kind of descended it from that, and they are going to a different concept like uh, uh, caste and different identity politics they are creating. The left, which is promoting or kind of supporting the LGBTI community, or the Congress, which is so-called, you know, supporting this. When yeah. they were in power, didn't change their uh, uh, cover page uh, or the image in their social networking sites into rainbow. Uh, they were stupid stooges that uh, they didn't do anything when they were in power. Sure. Now they are kind of, you know, inductant trans person who is so stupid and who is from the elite community and uh, uh, they are trying to project they are super inclusive. Whereas from the beginning, BJP or RSS never officially issued a statement against LGBTI community. Mm. I have Mohanji Bhagavad, Mohanji, uh, saying that 
LGBT people are integral part of society. What they are, how they are, they are. We need to accept them as what they are. The society is changing and we need to change. What else we can say? Yeah, no, I, 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 that's right. Larger mindset within the progressive Hindus who are following the real Sanatan Dharma, uh, who are... Uh, uh, who don't want to abuse women or who don't want to kind of, uh, you know, uh, divide people in the name of caste and all that. We do have a lot of progressive Hindus. That's why Modi got elected, I believe. Mm. And all this uh, fundamentalists or kind of people who withhold their values, they are not respected. Mm. Um, Subramaniam Swami have, may have his own opinion. That is his freedom of speech. Yeah. He's not asking to kill them like an Islamic Imam or someone. Uh, whereas like, uh, that is his freedom of speech, but does it, that doesn't mean that uh, he's an uh, idiot or he's a crooked person. He may be an intelligent person, but uh, BJP have shown his place in within the BJP or the Sangh has shown his place within the Sangh. Mm. Uh, so point is that uh, um, uh, people like... Uh, uh, Subramaniam Swami and uh, people like uh, uh, Baba Ramdev are not official spokesperson of RSS at PJ. Yeah, I agree. And we, uh, the official spokesperson of RSS, always supported uh, more than supporting. They worried about with the very kind of campaigns like us. Yeah, with the very kind of approach they worried about the dignity of these uh, us yeah. the dignity of because when uh, before two months when a trans men when a, a person when a girl assigned as female at work ran out of their uh, her house when she came out uh, i called every single uh, uh, known platforms i mean the government girls hostel or the girls hostel no one want to accept this girl Hmm. when they know her uh, gender identity. So it was RSS which organized a house for her. They said, Gopi, if you need, we will rent a house. Whomever is running out of their house like this, these girls can be accommodated there. We will provide them groceries and all that. How many organizations will say this? Not many. I mean, that's, that's really amazing. This is what so-called Hindutva fascist uh, Nazis are doing. You know, they are supporting the LGBTI community. They are uh, supporting the actual struggling communities, not sitting with an Apple uh, iPad or laptop or tweeting something, sitting in a poshy Mumbai uh, luxury AC-packed house, doing a lipstick activism by dividing the community and getting scholarships. This, this is not what they are doing. They are supporting the really struggling community. Right, right. No, I understand. I, I understand. Uh, yeah. yeah, so the Gopi, I mean, this has been uh, a long conversation. It's almost like two hours. I, you know, I, I thank you for your time. Is there anything else you want to, uh, to talk about or bring up? Yeah, if your child or your son or daughter or uh, your gender fluid child, whatever they are, whether they are your daughter or uh, son or whatever they are, your child, and they are your child. If you are Hindu, do accept them more than accepting them. Connect them with us. 
connect them with us talk to us we are there to support you and uh, help you with uh, all your endeavors and like uh, um, a lot of parents from us do connect with us too but through your show i also want to connect with the larger uh, uh, hindu community just not hindus if you are indian we also work with the churches we sure. i i designed the curriculum i i sorry i i contributed several articles for a book which is a part of the curriculum for um, the christian pastors uh, uh, for the protestant uh, pastors i'm a practicing hindu but i work with interfaith movements to mm -hmm. make their uh, uh, religious groups to accept themselves and i value our dharma more than anything so the point is that uh, what i want to share is that um uh, the american diaspora like the, the people who are living there uh, of indian origin they must uh, the hinduism is more than what they think or what they assume our yeah. hindu dharma is not uh, their hindu dharma uh, there is no one hindu dharma yeah. uh, the dharma is uh, diverse they need to understand that and we need to always stand for which is standing which is for diversity yeah. which is not monotheist or uh, which is not for uh, you know a singular identity so um, if they come to know their child is different they have a different sexual orientation or a gender identity or sex characteristics yeah um, please connect with us uh, we have a helpline we have a phone number please feel free to give me their uh, whatsapp number in your uh, you know in in uh, please flash it when we uh, that's that's the helpline they can connect with me and uh, yeah um uh, thank you so much for oh. all you are doing from i wish we meet soon after, um we even this uh, covid 19 all the disease we worship her as bagla bagla yeah. devi yeah. you know we are people we worship all form of because we don't have anything evil or good or anything so let bangladeshi are not torturous much so yes. <laughs> let her leave us soon so let yes. uh, yeah. um, of course uh, um uh, say jaima and uh, vande matram Thank you so much. I just want to end by also saying, you know, in the I believe it's Mahabharata where the line is vikriti evam prakriti, right? Diversity is nature. Right? So we Yes, it's from Rigveda. So we have to accept the diversity of human or everything. Uh, the diversity of everything is natural. We should never treat something as unnatural or unnormal. It's all part of all the same uh, Brahman what is yeah. natural. Yeah. So just uh thank you for your time. Thank you for the hard work you're doing and um let's let's keep in touch. Uh after the show just give me the hotline number and your email so I can put that down for anyone that wants to connect with you and the website and all that stuff. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Thank you so much and thanks for uh, uh watching sending all the you know love from Madurai Meenakshi and me. and
ಗಾಯತಿ ವನಮಾಲಿ ಗಾಯತಿ ವನಮಾಲಿ ಮಧುರ ಗಾಯತಿ ವನಮಾಲಿ 